the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our look at the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. This time around, we are going to take a look at the Mystic Investigator in the box, Jim Culver. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tour of your choice, and claim your rewards. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that I use for the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much, I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to our coverage of the Dunwich Legacy Investigator Expansion for the benefit of new players. We are talking about the Investigators. In this episode we are going to discuss Jim Culver, the musician. Jim has 4 willpower, 3 intellect, 3 combat, and 2 agility. He has the performer trait. Treat the modifier on skull tokens you reveal as a 0. Anytime you reveal an Elder Sign token, you may choose to instead treat it as a Skull token. His Elder Sign effect is plus one, and he has uh, seven health and uh, eight sanity. Jim got a bit of a bad rap when he was uh, initially released for a couple of reasons. First off, as we uh, talked a little bit about in our uh, reviews of the Mystic cards in uh, the Dunwich Legacy, I don't think many of them work particularly well with Jim. Jim gets a lot of his uh, more interesting tools in uh, later expansions. Both the uh, Path to Carcosa and uh, the Forgotten Age have uh, tools that Jim can use. I also think that uh, Jim's ability is, while powerful, it is also subtle. And uh, unlike somebody like Jenny, who gives you a resource every turn that is uh, very tangible, Jim's ability, it's, I think, a little harder for players to figure out what it actually does for the game. If you look at it from a numbers perspective... If you're playing a campaign like uh, the Knight of the Zealot, turning the skulls into zeros basically improves your odds of success by about 12%. As long as you haven't uh, taken the skulls out of the bag. Now, generally, people suggest that uh, if you're taking a skill test, you should be two up before the pull. And as long as the skulls aren't taken out by that, Jim can nudge your odds of success a little bit more in your favor. Uh, the one thing to note about the skull token is that it's the token that tends to get worse over time. So usually you'll start a scenario where the skulls will be uh, zero and then they will get progressively worse as you accomplish goals in the scenario in uh, which case Jim's ability gets uh, a little bit uh, stronger as the game goes on and you can start to see the uh, impact of his ability a little more clearly once, say, you draw a skull that would typically be a minus three or minus four and suddenly it's a, uh, a zero. What do you guys think about Jim? Yeah, I think you really nailed it on the head there. Jim's ability just isn't very sexy, I guess would be a good word for it on paper. Like, it doesn't 
really feel like it does a lot, but like you said, it, it does improve your odds of the bag, and later on in scenarios and in campaigns in general, that skull token gets pretty nasty, and that ends up being a token you either see a lot of, because campaigns generally lean pretty heavy on the skulls, or you build Jim in such a way where you want to see skulls in general, whether it's to trigger stuff like Jewel of Aurelis or, uh, or Ritual Candles or whatnot. It, it ends up being better than it seems, I think, on its first go. And Jim has a really pretty good stat line. Having three intellect and mystic isn't something to mess around with. That is something you can reasonably investigate with, with, say, like a flashlight and perception. And then you can devote Jim to maybe fighting as well with three combat. That's also fairly reasonable. I think Jim definitely got a bad rap, but I, I think as time went on, Jim... Jim has a he's got his fan base yeah I think one of the actual one of the other reasons Jim kind of got a bad rap to begin with is that while he does have four willpower he doesn't have five like Agnes and so many of the of the mystic cards at this point in the card pool focus on leaning into that willpower to fight evade and investigate and the difference between a four and a five is is pretty significant. So he he doesn't do the mystic stuff quite as well as Agnes does, and but there's nothing really in the box that helps Jim out. So he kind of got shafted in a way there that uh, he was just missing some tools. I think initially that would have made him a lot uh, more appealing to players. What do you think, Matastrophic? Yeah, I think what's going on with um, several things happened with Jim. First of all, you're right. He doesn't have five willpower. And if you're going to do this, the standard shriveling, right of seeking, mist of relay, throw a bunch of assets in there, get your holy rosary, and do all your actions that way, then, yeah, it's going to be hard to you know justify that for willpower. I mean, I think there's some angles you could take with, especially the three combat, in my opinion, because then you don't have to have both right of seeking and shriveling out in order to, uh, you know, make things happen. You could have like right of seeking and fire axe, for example, and you're in pretty good shape. I think that's one. I think that's one way to go about it. But also, as you were saying, with the um, again first uh, against Agnes, the skull token ability. So Agnes's ability is pretty straightforward you, you you play your forbidden knowledge you hit yourself for a dance for a horror you ping the enemy you know it's pretty like straightforward how you change your deck building and how you change your play style in order to make use of it jim however okay if all you're doing is treating skulls at zero it is very unclear how you change your deck building or how you make different decisions in the game to account for that like it's it's not really clear if it's if you're if you're running into a really tough test, you're still gonna want to throw your whole hand into it to boost yourself up to say four over, you know, regardless of Jim's ability being there or not. Yeah, or if skulls are minus are currently minus one in the scenario, well, you're gonna boost to being two over anyway. So then Jim's ability didn't really do anything there because you would have succeeded whether the skull was minus, you know, whether you drew a skull or or not, you know. It, so it's yeah i think with jim like i think the problem is it's kind of unclear how you um leverage it his ability i think i think that's what happened there 
Yeah, and the uh, the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion does include uh, cards like Ritual Candles and uh, Song of the Dead, which uh, seem to be designed with uh, Jim in mind. Unfortunately, I think the, the problem with a card like Song of the Dead is that Jim just doesn't draw enough tokens to reliably trigger it which yeah. is one of the things that they fix later on down the line when he gets cards like Dark Prophecy and uh, and all of McBride. Suddenly he's drawing a lot more tokens, which increases the odds of him seeing those skulls and being able to leverage a card like Song of the Dead. I think I played a, a Jim Song of the Dead deck when he was initially released, and it just didn't really work because... When you're only drawing one token per test, the odds just aren't really in your favor. I think Jim works really well if you change your playstyle to not go too over all the time, because suddenly some of those tests that you were, say, oh, I only was able to go uh, one up, or I had to, God forbid, take it at even odds, suddenly Jim flips some of those tests in your favor where other investigators would simply uh, fold under the pressure. Jim can pull a few of those uh, tests out of the fire, but again, unless you're sitting down with a, a pen and paper and marking down every test that you passed but would have failed without Jim, his ability is hard to uh, to gauge how it is affecting your game. So I think a lot of players look at Jim and sort of be like, well, he's kind of blank, <laughs> to be honest. Like, his ability is just so hard to sort of determine what it does that he's got seven health and eight sanity and an ability that may trigger occasionally. Something I personally try to do is just as a rule of thumb, without sitting down with pen and paper, is I already, with any investigator try to say okay well if i'm playing standard boost up to two over okay that's standard it covers all the minus twos it often covers some of this some of like the cultist token as well maybe the tablet and then i'll go okay what are the skulls you know if the skulls are like minus one i'm like okay i'm good but if the skulls are like minus three then i start thinking okay maybe i want to go three over to cover those skulls in the minus three you know but if I'm playing Jim, it's like I could just stop at dealing with the minus twos. So there is that. And it's a kind of like a rule of thumb way to do it. You know, is you just stop at minus two with Jim and you don't have to worry about boosting farther just to, to account for like minus three and a group of skulls, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. I, I will say also, Jim is pretty tanky compared to Agnes. So yeah. there is that as well to consider. Yeah, and one of the reasons why he's tanky is because uh, of, of his signature. We'll talk about in a sec. It is worth noting that uh, once you once your collection uh, grows and you're able to add campaigns like uh, the Path to Carcosa or the Dream Eaters, those ones have more skulls in the bag, I believe three apiece. So suddenly Jim's ability gets uh, a little bit uh, stronger in in those campaigns. And you see the skull... Uh, a little more often than you do in something like the Dunwich Legacy, and uh, that feels uh, that feels pretty good when you draw a skull with Jim and you know, oh, I, it's a zero. I don't have to worry so much about uh, what is uh, going to happen to me. 
but uh, yeah, that's a that is a good point, Metastrophic. If you are playing a gym deck and you're accustomed to going two over, suddenly if you end up with the skulls at three or four, you know, okay, I don't have to gut my hand to try to to boost up past that. You know, Jim will cover off those particular uh, tokens and so you have a little bit of you get to save a few cards here and there which uh, is helpful as well jim's uh, back size is deck size 30 deck building options mystic cards level zero to five neutral cards level zero to five up to five level zero cards from any other class deck building requirements that don't count towards its deck size include jim's trumpet final rhapsody and uh, one basic weakness much like the other investigators in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion, Jim can take five cards from any other class, and uh, I think Jim has a lot of leeway here. There's uh, quite a few cards that uh, Jim could be interested in, and given sort of that the the mystic cards don't really lend themselves to Jim all that much, I find myself reaching for cards out of class to to leverage either Jim's intellect which is pretty decent for a mystic or his combat which uh, is also uh, pretty good yeah I think that's a good way to go actually also if your card pool isn't very large I think at this point mystics don't have a lot of allies early on so you can use those off-class slots to uh, pick up a couple of good allies like um, lab assistant or art student you know, just generically good allies to help you out. Yeah, or even something like a machete. You fight it. Oh, and that, to... there you go. Or, yeah, machete or fire axe or something like that. Yeah. So you kind of can use those threes um, in intellect and combat pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, because when you think about it that way, you know, shriveling and machete become sort of interchangeable oh, in gym. Yeah, that's right. They do. Yeah. Because his combat is only one behind his willpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, while you aren't super focused like an investigator like Agnes, you know, mm-hmm. Jim's strength is his flexibility. You know, being able to investigate at a four with a magnifying glass is pretty good. Yeah. You know, that, that covers a lot of that. And then you could fight with Machete and then you could play another one of for, for something, whatever you need. Or you could go into Survivor with like, look what I found. And that could be pretty useful oh, and yeah. lucky and stuff like that. Yeah, three intellect is pretty good for uh, look what I found. Mm-hmm. Jim can also kind of back up those fail abilities with with his ability to like make the skulls a zero, so he can kind of guarantee mm-hmm. that he fails by a certain range. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about failing by three, mm-hmm. you know, or four yeah, is quite as much. That's true because he has like that base three in intellect, so he has a decent chance of failing stuff by two or one. Yeah, when I've built uh, my gym decks. Uh primarily for solo that uh, I've found a lot of value in the rogue card pool picking up something like lone wolf can really solve his uh, resource issues those resources can help you pay for the mystic spells if that's the way you want to go or they can help you pay for for other assets which uh, certainly at this stage of the game I think Agnes doesn't have her big resource engine yet besides forbidden knowledge which is sort of a little bit slower, I think, than than just getting an extra resource a turn from Lone Wolf. Uh, I also like uh, Elusive in Jim. Jim can be a pretty decent fighter, but uh, 
His evasion is a little bit lackluster, and sometimes you end up in situations where it's it's harder, or it's it's simply not viable for him to try to kill the thing. So having something like elusive can really help you move around. Things like shortcut can also work in that slot as well, just to to give him a little bit more mobility than uh, than other mystics. And of course, you've got just survivor good stuff helps too. I mean. Lucky, Lucky is always a is always a, a great addition to to pretty much any deck that can take it. So generally, I find you know if you pick the weapon that you want to use, whether that's a machete or a fire axe, or whether you want to stick with mystic spells and a and a holy rosary, and then uh, flesh out the the deck from there, and then use his five uh, off class cards to uh, to shore up some of the the weaknesses one of the cards it's not in these sets but once your card pool expands sword cane from uh, i believe it's the oh, in, yeah. insmith conspiracy works very well in jim because it gives him the option to both evade and fight in one card which uh, can help you especially as your card pool grows and deck slots become a little bit uh, tighter having that option is uh, is very nice uh, Jim's signature asset is Jim's Trumpet, the Dead Listen. It's a two-cost asset with two willpower skill icons and a wild skill icon, the item, instrument, and relic trait. Jim Culver deck only. Response, when a skull token is revealed during a skill test, exhaust Jim's Trumpet. Heal one horror from an investigator at your location or a connecting location. It takes up a hand slot. I recognize that uh, Jim's Trumpet is... uh, Potentially quite good in multiplayer, but uh, as a solo player, I usually end up committing this for the willpower skill icons. We, uh, I think everybody knows by now how I sort of feel about cards that heal horror, and uh, it's nice that this one uh, triggers on a response rather than an action, which uh, makes it a lot faster than some of the other cards out there, but... uh, I think as a solo player, I have a, a certain number of assets that I am willing to play every game, and Jim's is sort of like the third or fourth, maybe even the fifth asset, and I'm usually just not willing to take the action to uh, to play it. What do you guys think about this one? Yeah, I mean, while this card is very good in multiplayer... Being able to heal horror remotely from any skull that's triggered on the table is really good. Yeah. That is to not be understated. Yeah. You know, being able to like heal Roland from a location away, very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, um, yeah. Three and at three and four, you could expect a skull to be drawn every round. So you could expect Jim's trumpet to be triggering every round. Yeah, but, it's worth it's worth emphasizing that, like you said, that skull is. It's when a skull is revealed at a skill test. That skill test doesn't have to be taking place at Jim's location. It can be anywhere on the table. You have to heal horror at uh, Jim's location or a connecting location, but the skull can come from anywhere. So there aren't that many cards that work this way. Usually cards that rely on these sorts of token draws usually specify like the token has to be drawn at your location, and that's not the case with, with the trumpet. This thing's really nice, and especially, like I said, in multiplayer. On top of that, unlike Agnes's signature, it uses a hand slot, and mystics tend to not really need their hand slots. Like, there's not a lot of competition for that hand slot, at least at this point in the card pool. Mm-hmm. So 
it's kind of a free slot for Jim, you know, whereas the heirloom Viviboria is kind of competing with Holy Rosary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And then, you know, you can use your off-class slots to kind of fill in the other hand slot or use Ritual yep. Candles if that's what you want to do. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but you don't need both. It's not like a Seeker where you kind of want both your hands filled or like a Guardian. <laughs> yeah. Mystics don't care that much. So Jim's Trumpet, easy hand slot. And it'll, it'll like I said, in three or four player, like skill tests happen and skulls get drawn. So that's going to be healing who you want by the way not just you but who who needs it um, every round yeah and it, it's pretty much good whenever you draw it like even if you do draw it late and you don't need it for its healing effect it's still got three willpower icons so oh yeah to push through that final shriveling charge mm -hmm. you know <laughs> yeah i think that that hand slot is a little more challenging depending on how you build jim if you lean into the mystic side sure mystics don't need their hand slots as much i think but with jim's ability to draw cards from other classes depending on how you build them like if you've got a machete or a magnifying glass and stuff like that i find that hand slot is a little harder to justify in those in those sorts of builds well if you have one hand devoted to either a weapon or an investigation tool then the other to jim's trumpet you're probably fine it's when you try to do both, you know, an investigation tool and a weapon is mm -hmm. when you'll probably start having trouble. And in Jim's defense, you could always use your spell to cover up whatever you weren't covering with your hand slot. So, yeah, you, know, you could you could use your hand slot to cover your investigation and then use shriveling to cover up your combat. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go just in general. Jim's signature weakness is Final Rhapsody. It has the end times trait. Revelation reveal five chaos tokens from the chaos bag. For each skull or auto fail token revealed, take one damage and one horror. Much like uh, Jim's ability, which is uh, somewhat subtle and somewhat difficult to uh, figure out what it, how much it will actually affect the game, Final Rhapsody uh, also plays around with the uh, tokens in the Chaos Bag. Now, I ran the math on this one, and uh, if you're revealing five tokens from the bag with this, you've got about a 70% chance of drawing one of these tokens. And then the odds actually plummet pretty dramatically from there. I believe the odds of drawing two drops all the way down to uh, to about 20%, and then the odds of drawing all three is, I think it's either 1% or less than 1%. And besides that, there is the chance that this, this thing will whiff entirely, in which case it does nothing. And uh, so I think if you draw this one, you can sort of expect to take one damage and one horror, which given... Uh, Jim's very tanky uh, 7 health and 8 sanity. Not too bad. Sometimes you're going to take 2, which hurts a little bit more. But uh, of all the weaknesses in the Dunwich Legacy Investigators, I find this one to be probably the easiest to deal with uh, most of the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. comparing this to something like Searching for Izzy is night and day, I think. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, because there's, it doesn't give you a task to do. It doesn't give you any trauma, you know, like, from the weakness itself. 
you know, it doesn't like affect your draws like Rex's Curse. It just hits or maybe misses and it's done. What is also kind of nice is you do have a Jim's Trumpet so that you can heal the horror. So if you just avoid taking damage, you know, you're probably going to be probably going to be okay. So this one, you, you draw it, it hits, it's done. Yeah, which is kind of nice compared to uh, compared to uh, what's it? Agnes's weakness? Oh my gosh! Where it's like you got to add a doom to the freaking agenda. You yeah, know? That yeah, that one's gross. Yeah, that one's that's one of the nastiest weaknesses in the game, I think. Yeah, it's nice too because it's not direct, so you can you can put it on soak. Exactly. Yeah. So that um earlier when I was mentioning the um like you could take an art student or a lab assistant. Just put it on them. Let them experience the final Rhapsody instead of you. How would that work? Like, do you, like, share your headphones with them or something? And, like, they go insane? <laughs> I think you just play the trumpet ominously at night. Oh, okay. Until they go insane, and then you go, yeah, okay, yeah, well, yeah. okay, that's it. I'm done. I don't have to play that anymore. I sort of Church, imagine Church, just Jim Church walking up to them and just blowing the trumpet really loudly in their ears. <laughs> <laughs> What a jerk. <laughs> or maybe he makes that uh, the the trumpet equivalent of the sad trombone sound and then the 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 poor allies just like, "Oh crap. Now I <laughs> I know what yeah. I, now I know what's coming for me here." One of the easier weaknesses to deal with. I don't think this has ever cost me a game in all the gym I've played. It's usually one and one, maybe two and two sometimes. I maybe once drew three but that might have been in like the path to carcosa or uh or dream eaters where there are slightly more skulls in the bag so your odds of of getting tagged by three are slightly more but yeah this one tends not to be uh too big of a of a concern as long as you've got an ally on the table who can soak this for you you're you're probably be okay yeah and fortunately jim is able to take he has a kind of a range of allies he can take thanks to his card to his card access uh, to off class off class allies so he could just take a nice soaky you know ally like dr william Mailson, and then he's okay so what kind of uh gym decks have you uh you guys played i played him through dunwich in a in a three-player game with a couple of my friends and to me he felt like the perfect third player you know, he was able to kind of mm -hmm. pick up the pieces when someone was preoccupied dealing with some tougher enemy or some annoying location with a ton of clues on it. Jim could kind of go in and he could patch up whatever the investigators needed. And I felt that that was really nice about Jim. You know, he's very flexible with his deck building and with his stat line, you can kind of go in many directions with him, which is kind of on theme, I guess, with Jim is that while he's not very... Uh, up front with his power level his his power comes through his flexibility and his sort of mitigation of the bag it, it it is nice that those two things kind of work hand in hand and i think the more you play jim the more you begin to see that i've tried jim solo as well but i, I feel like without a deeper card pool it's really hard to make use of his ability in solo you really need to build a specific deck for that mm -hmm. otherwise jim jim kind of just feels like a lesser mystic in that regard okay. but in three and four player that flexibility i think really shines full disclosure i have not played jim but a couple of my like close table mates who i play with a lot they love mystics and one of them in particular really loves jim one tip i can uh, pass on is it's not until forgotten age but there's a very underrated card in forgotten age called crystalline elder sign which is like 
actually really, really good. Like a very good for gems. So short version, it's it takes the plus one out of the bag for everyone, but it gives Jim plus one to all his stats. So it it's really good for the um, the generalist. I'm spreading my stats around, and I'm going to use combat, and I'm going to use willpower, and maybe some um, and maybe some intellect. But also by taking the plus one out of the bag, it means that he draws skulls just a little more often, <laughs> you know. So it's like a win-win for Jim. What also seems to work really well from you know playing with you know some some people who really like Jim is that um, you can kind of think of your off-class slots as your opportunity for like a third or fourth shriveling. Um, when your card pool small. So you take shriveling number one, shriveling number two, and then say machete number one and machete number two. And it's kind of like you have four shrivelings at that point, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty nice. And then you're not quite so reliant on, you know, power drawing until you get your shriveling in order to like do anything. You know, you can kind of have, I have kind of four copies of shriveling at that point. So you do that and, you know, you, you, boost, you boost everything with uh, crystal and elder sign. And um, I think Jim's in a good place at that point. Yeah. 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 And I, th- I think the other strength of Jim, too, is that he really laughs at the encounter deck a lot of the time. Because not oh, only yeah. is his stat line just generally good, but his yeah. ability just kind of allows you to pass treacheries that you had pretty much no business passing otherwise. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. And that reminds me, um, on that note, um, Lucky kind of does a little extra for Jim if you mm-hmm. use your off-class slots on that because it's like, well, I don't have to worry about the skulls at all. Okay. So I might, you know, boost however to get to two over, but then, oh, no, that uh, that elder thing that's a minus four hit, oh, I'm lucky, no problem. <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, so it's like lucky kind of covers more. It's like more of the bag is covered, you know? Yeah. By and... just going two over and lucky. Yeah. And it also lets you kind of relegate your shriveling charges or your you know your right of seeking charges yep. to those tests that are really important yep. versus just using them because you have to because you're agnes and you only have two intellect exactly yeah that's true yeah because you can have jim do like either magnifying glass as we were talking about or dr milan there might be some fun you can have with Alyssa graham I think Alyssa Graham is pretty good in Jim early on. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cause you can take her and then you can take maybe magnifying glass or flashlight even. Yeah. Or both. You can afford both. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're kind of good to go at that point. That's right. Cause mystics at this point in the card pool do not have a lot of level zero options for allies. Viewers, if you've been watching, uh, we covered the latest edition of the taboo list. And if you were obeying the taboo list, like fully and, David Renfeld is not a viable level zero ally for you, then, oh, we got Alyssa Graham kind of following behind. I have a a real soft spot for Jim. I think he's, uh, I believe he's one of the oldest investigators in the uh, Arkham Files line. He's uh, based on a character from a very old Call of Cthulhu scenario, Dead Man Stomp, that was released, uh, I believe, way back in the 1980s about a a guy with a trumpet that uh, raises the dead and whatnot. And so Jim's been around a a long time. I don't know if he was called Jim back then. The name might have, they might have redone the name, but this type of character has been around for a while. I've had a lot of success uh, playing Jim uh, solo. Uh, Some of the issues I have uh, run in with him 
I don't think have so much to do with gym, but just the solo experience in general. For example, usually when you're building a, a solo deck, you sort of have to pick between combat and agility and go from there. And given that Jim has three combat, you tend to lean into that more than his two agility. Unfortunately, there are just some scenarios that demand that you evade things rather than fight them. And when you have to make that switch from fighting to evading, Jim begins to struggle because he only has two uh, agility. I mentioned Sword Cane earlier. That actually goes quite a long way to, to fixing that and gives him a little bit of more flexibility that he can make that pivot from fighting to evading if necessary. While Jim's card pool in uh, the Dunwich Legacy is a little lackluster and doesn't really show off his ability as your card pool grows, he gets a lot more tools. I'd say in the Dunwich Legacy, you can't really go wrong with a copy of Ritual Candles. I tend to stay away from Song of the Dead. I think that's a bit of a trap at this stage of the game. It may be worth exploring later once you pick up somebody like an ally like Olive McBride from uh, The Forgotten Age and uh, Dark Prophecy, which really allow you to draw many, many, many tokens in order to, to fish for those skulls. If you've uh, picked up the uh, Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion, I can also recommend uh, Nikosi Mabati, the, the new uh, mystic. can't remember. I'll throw him up on screen. What is he's he's a multicolored one. And he basically turns all the other symbol tokens in the bag into skulls. You get to pick one of those tokens and then turn them all into to skulls, which really can help Jim, depending on the campaign. Uh, especially a campaign like the Innsmouth Conspiracy that has a lot of other symbol tokens. Being able to pick the one, say you ended up somehow with three elder things in the bag, suddenly having two skulls and three elder things that are also skulls is really, really nice oh, yeah. in that particular uh, that campaign. It's not as effective in, in some of the others, primarily because you usually end up with, say, one tablet, one cultist, and one elder thing. So you're really only getting one additional token out of the deal. But... In in the games I played, I think it was, you know, I was triggering that ability almost every turn, which uh, was pretty, pretty good. So I think as your card pool expands, there's a, a lot of interesting things you can can do with Jim that uh, you may not see, you know, when you, if you just have, say, Core and uh, Dunwich, he's he's a limit, a little more limited, but I think he is. Uh, he can be a very uh, powerful investigator. And we should note that with the recent changes to the taboo list as well, the tokens now, a lot of the cards like Rite of Seeking, uh, Jewel of Aureolus, and uh, Voice of Ra, Counterspell, Dark Prophecy, they all can work with uh, Bless and Curse tokens as well. So I think Jim might actually be uh, one of the few mystics who might actually be able to pull off the sort of mystic bless and curse deck because he can uh, use his extra deck slots to pull the tech he needs from whichever class, whether it's he dips into guardian for bless tech 
or Seeker and Rogue for Curse Tech or Survivor for Keep Faith and stuff like that. I think he might actually, I haven't built that deck, but of the Mystics, he seems like the one who could probably have an easier time of, of doing that than than some of the others. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've actually built that deck and Jim is the person you want simply because of that flexibility. And once okay. you start adding a bunch of bless and curse tokens into the bag, it really just allows you to just take tests at like one under zero, <laughs> me one up, you know, you're just taking tests that you otherwise wouldn't really feel comfortable taking without dedicating more resources than you really want to. Mm-hmm. And that's really the power of Jim is that rather than getting up to a seven, eight, nine, maybe, on certain skill tests, you you just lower the bag, and you just make mm-hmm. everything a zero, and then you get up to a five or a six, and that's how you pass your skill tests. Yeah, it, it just feels very counterintuitive to what every other investigator in the game does. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I was in fact as you were uh, talking about it there, Cameron. I was thinking of uh, he might be good with the curses because he can take um, the what's yeah. it, uh, Falchion Bargain. And deep knowledge. Curses. And deep knowledge, that's true. So we could do those. He's got ritual candles to make curses minus one for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, we're getting a stew going at that point, right, Nate? <laughs> yeah, he, he has yeah. the tools to make the curse deck work because he's got okay. all the, the mystic stuff that allows him to pull more tokens. And mm-hmm. then, obviously, Faustian Bargain and Deep Knowledge are just excellent cards on their own right. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like it. And then with Tempt Fate, you have enough card draw with that and deep knowledge to get through your deck to find the, the stuff you need. So it, that, yeah, that deck true. works out pretty well. The biggest issue is that, you know, those mystic spells just cost more resources, you know? so it's Oh, like, the curse ones, that's true. Yeah, so the biggest issue oh. with that deck is you really need to find Faustian Bargain early, but if you can do that, or if you pack, you know, maybe Faustian Bargain and Emergency Cash, then should be good okay. to go. Have you uh, played Jim Culvert? Let us know in the comments down below. We'd uh, love to hear from you. And that's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your other sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.